welcome to theories of the third kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I'm one of your hosts. There are two other hosts that are joining me today, of course. Danielson. Yo, guys. And Anna. Hello. So before we start today's episode, I just want to say, like always, we do not run any ads on this show or take any money from any corporations. So if you would like to help us out, then there's a few ways that you could do that. One of the ways is Patreon. For only $5 a month, which is 16 cents a day, you can sign up to our Patreon and get an extra episode each week. These Patreon episodes are exclusive to members only. Today, we released a Patreon-exclusive episode over Isaac Cappy. You don't know who he is. Basically, he was an actor who starred in a bunch of movies and TV shows. He started making claims that A-list celebrities were involved in a Hollywood child sex ring. Then he was suicided. It is super interesting, and we have covered the entire thing. Also, we have several more episodes already locked and loaded for your listening pleasure, such as McMartin's Satanic Preschool, Clinton Body Count, FEMA, and much more, which you get access to all of it just for five bucks a month. We have another way to support the show, and that's through our merchandise. Just teleport on over to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on the shop button. There you'll see that we have t-shirts, hats for sale. I just wanted to say that the money we get from Patreon and the merchandise goes to bettering the show. Also, we do know that times are tough right now. So if you can't afford a shirt or a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, just leave us a written review on iTunes, and that helps us out a ton. If you don't want to leave one, though, then that's cool. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, Ghost Illuminati members, underground lizard people, space lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. Also, one last thing. If any of you would like to reach out to us, then you can shoot us a message on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Or you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com. You can click on the contact button, and there you will find our email addresses. Also, on our site, you can click the voicemail button and leave us a voicemail anonymously with your phone, and we will play it at the end of the show each week. Whew, so that's the end of the announcements. So now we're going to hop into today's episode, which is Jeffrey Epstein. So how this episode will go today is that we will first cover the early life of Jeffrey Epstein and get into how his connections got started. Then we'll go into his career and the connections that he made along the way from 1980 to 2008. Then we jump into his convictions and criminal activities and his sentencing and all of that good stuff. Then we go into the happenings with, his, uh, with Epstein up to his death and then cover his death in detail along with discussing the autopsy images and everything along that. And then we go into strange facts and findings where we cover a lot of interesting stuff like his flight logs that have a bunch of prolific and high list people on it. We cover his little black book and some of his notable connections in there. And then, of course, we wrap it all up with our personal thoughts and theories. So, with that being said, let's start it off. Dan, can you tell me about Jeffrey Epstein's early life? I sure can. Jeffrey Epstein was born on January 20th of 1953 in Brooklyn, New York. 
he graduated high school early at the age of 16. In September 1971, he attended the Courant Institute of Mathematical Sciences at New York University, but left in June of 1974 without receiving a degree. All right, so now we're going to go into Jeffrey Epstein and how his connections got started. After leaving the university, Epstein then started teaching at an exclusive private school called the Dalton School in New York City from the fall of 1974 until he was dismissed in June of 1976. Something interesting to mention here really quickly is that while teaching at the exclusive private school, Epstein's headmaster, who is the person over all the teachers of the school, he was a gentleman by the name of Donald Barr. Well, Donald Barr's son is Attorney General William Barr, who is the nation's highest enforcement officer and was the one overseeing the prosecution of Jeffrey Epstein before he died. Just a little FYI for you. A little knowledge nugget. Love them knowledge nuggets. Nice. So while Jeffrey Epstein worked and taught at this exclusive private school, the Dalton, he had become acquainted with an individual named Alan Greenberg, who was the chief executive officer at Bear Stearns, which is an investment bank. So Alan Greenberg's son and daughter, they were going to this school, which was the Dalton, right? Alan Greenberg met with his son and daughter's teacher, Epstein, and he was so impressed with Epstein's smarts and drive for financial success that he actually offered him a job at Bear Stearns. So now we're going to kind of go into the career and the connections along the way, kind of give you a timeline from like 1980 until 2008. It really ties everything together when you start to learn about all this. So who wants to start us off with that? So Epstein accepted the job offer at the investment bank Bear Stearns as a low-level junior assistant to a floor trader. He moved up swiftly to become an options trader where he worked in the special products division advising high net worth clients on tax strategies. Four years after joining Bear Stearns in 1980, Epstein became a limited partner. A limited partner is a part owner of the company, by the way. He was asked in 1981, for reasons that are unclear, to leave Bear Stearns. So, in August of 1981, Epstein founded his own consulting firm, the Intercontinental Assets Group, Inc., IAG which assisted clients in recovering stolen money from fraudulent brokers and lawyers. Epstein described his work at this time as being a high-level bounty hunter. He told friends that he worked sometimes as a consultant for governments and very wealthy individuals to recover embezzled funds, while at other times he worked for clients who had embezzled funds. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. First breadcrumb is dropped. Yeah. For sure. So we're just going to keep making that trail. So in the late 1980s, while in London with Douglas Lease, who's a defense contractor, and John Mitchell, the former U.S. Attorney General, Douglas Lease and John Mitchell introduced Epstein to Stephen Hoffenberg. So Stephen Hoffenberg hired Epstein in 1987 as a consultant for Tower Financial Corporation it's a collection agency that bought debts from people who owed like hospitals, banks, and phone companies. And for this consulting work, Epstein was paid 
$25,000 a month. God dang, that's he's making uh, he's making pretty good money doing some consulting work. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. Then in 1993, Tower Financial Corporation imploded as one of the biggest Ponzi schemes in American history, which lost its investors over $400 million. In court documents, Hoffenberg claimed that Epstein was in intimately involved in the scheme. Epstein left the company before it collapsed and has never been charged with being involved with the massive investor fraud committed. So in 1988, while Epstein was still consulting for Hoffenberg, Epstein founded his own financial management firm called J. Epstein & Company. Now this is where he really starts to get his connections and money, okay? So Epstein created this company to manage the individual and family fortunes of clients with $1 billion or more, which this is where the mystery deepens. Epstein in 1981, when he started his own consulting firm, he began collecting clients. Then in 88, when he started his own financial management firm, there were no roadshows, no whiz-bang marketing demos, just this. He was open for business for those with $1 billion plus. And I mean, from the get-go, his business was successful, but the conditions for investing with Epstein, like we said, they were steep. He would take total control of the billion dollars. He would charge a flat fee and assume power of attorney to do whatever he thought was necessary to advance his client's financial cause. And he remained true to this $1 billion entry fee. According to people who knew him, if you were worth $700 million and felt the need uh, for his services of Epstein uh, and you wrote him, you would receive uh, kind of like a fuck you back email from him. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And his operation he ran was pretty lean. People close to him say that his actual staff numbers were around 150 and it was purely administrative so when it comes to putting all those billions to work in the markets it was epstein himself making all the investment calls there were no analysts or portfolio managers or anything like that it was him alone making the calls which is kind of a mystery you know but just stick that in your little knowledge nugget bank because we'll revisit that later on in 1986 Epstein became the financial advisor and served as charges de fas of Leslie Wexner, who is the chairman and CEO of L Brands, formerly the Limited Inc., and Victoria's Secret. Oh. By 1995, Epstein was a director of the Leslie Wexner Foundation and Wexner Heritage Foundation. Epstein often attended Victoria's Secret fashion shows and hosted the models at his New York City home, as well as helping aspiring models get work with the company oh. another knowledge nugget mm, okay i mean we've heard yeah i mean we know someone else who worked with the models recruited them maxwell Ooh. name drop and we'll get into her too later on real deep into her i don't think we can she's in jail right now, right yeah <laughs> Not for long. I mean, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna make predictions at the end of this of how long she, what happens to her. So I don't think she'd want any of us. We're not fifteen year old girls. 
I apparently look like one. <laughs> I go baby face, maybe. Hola, señorita. <laughs> In 1996, Epstein changed the name of his firm to the Financial Trust Company and for tax advantages, based it on the island of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Epstein was the president of the company The Liquid Funding Limited between 2000 and 2007. Liquid Funding had commercial mortgages and investment-grade residential mortgages bundled into complex securities as the underlying security. Liquid Funding was initially 40% owned by Bear Stearns. Through the help of the credit rating agencies, Standard & Poor's, Fitch Ratings, and Moody's Investors Service, the new bundled securities were able to be created for companies so that they got a gold-plated AAA rating. The implosion of such complex securities because of their inaccurate ratings led to the collapse of Bear Stearns in March 2008 and set in motion the financial crisis of 2007-2008 and the subsequent Great Recession. So he was the cause, or played a main contributing factor to the 2007 and 2008 financial crisis. Hmm. That's a little another uh, knowledge thing to stick in your back pocket to save for later on. Pretty interesting stuff, man. So now we're going to kind of roll into the convictions and criminal activities. And all of this is kind of going to start connecting it all together. This is the juicy stuff. Okay, I don't mean to say juicy in a bad way, but anyways, we're just going to we're just going to go ahead with the criminal activities. So we're going to start off in 2005 to 2006. I'm like a junior in high school or a sophomore in high school. So March of 2005, a mother of a 14-year-old contacted the Florida Palm Beach Police Department saying that her daughter was taken to Epstein's mansion by an older girl. Maxwell. Of course. There she was allegedly paid to strip and massage Epstein. She undressed but left with her underwear on still. That started an 11-month investigation on Epstein, which they searched his home. The FBI soon became involved with the police They alleged Epstein had paid seven girls to perform sexual acts with him. Interviews with five victims and 17 witnesses, also a high school transcript and other items found proved that some of the girls were under the age of 18. So the police also found two hidden cameras, a large number of photos of girls throughout the house, some of whom the police had interviewed in the course of their investigation which led to papers filed in 2006 in the lawsuit alleging that Epstein installed concealed cameras in numerous places on his property to record sexual activity with underage girls by prominent people of criminal purposes such as blackmail. Using these same girls, he used to gain valuable information that could be used as blackmail. Whew. That's a lot. And that's just in 2005, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 2006. And I mean, we're still in 2006 right, right now with it. And in May of 2006, the Palm Beach police filed a probable cause affidavit saying Epstein should, have, should be charged with four counts of unlawful sex with minors and one molestation account. Ugh. So Epstein hired Roy Black, Gerald LaCourt, 
Harvard Law Professor Dershowitz, and former Clinton Special Prosecutor Ken Starr as defense lawyers. Okay? So keep that in mind. So the chief of Palm Beach Police, Michael Ryder, accused the Palm Beach County State Prosecutor Barry Krishner of being too lenient and was instrumental in bringing in the FBI. In August of 2006, Epstein pleaded not guilty to a single charge of felony solicitation of prostitution with evidence from only one victim. Uh, uh, uh. Now it goes into 2007 and 2008 when we get into the non-prosecution agreement, okay? On September 24th of 2007, a plea deal was signed granting Epstein immunity from all federal criminal charges along with four named co-conspirators and any unnamed potential co-conspirators, which involved Epstein would serve a two-year sentence, but later it was reduced to 18 months, and then again to 13 months. So a 53-page indictment was the result of the investigation by the FBI was never presented to a grand jury. Alexander Acosta, at the time, was the United States Attorney for the Southern District of Florida. This deal was also kept from the victims. This NPA essentially shut down an ongoing FBI probe into whether there were more victims and other powerful people who took part in these sex crimes. So yeah, that right there kind of stinks from high heaven, right? They, oh yeah, something was going on. Something was being covered up. Instead, they gave him this very light plea deal on that and said nobody else is going to be involved in, in this investigation. Nobody's going to be investigated anymore. You know, you're, you're good to go. So, yeah. Now we're going to go into 2008 to 2011. Just graduating high school, 2008. Forever ago. Anyways, so June 30th, 2008, after Epstein pleaded guilty to a state charge of procuring of a girl who was below the age of 18, he was sentenced to 18 months in prison. He was placed in a private wing on the Palm Beach County stockade instead where most sex offenders are sent to a state prison. With such special treatment, he was given work release six days a week, 12 hours a day after serving three and a half freaking months. It gets better. This gets better on what happens. So he's on work release six days out of the week, 12 hours a day. It is special treatment. It gets better. It gets better. So then the sheriff's office, they received $128,000 from Epstein's nonprofit to pay for the cost of extra services that were provided to him by the sheriff's office, which includes the overtime paid to deputies that monitored him. So Epstein agreed to plead guilty to two state prostitution charges, register as a sex offender, and pay restitution to three dozen victims. Uh, identified by the FBI. Afterwards, the U.S. government agreed to allow Epstein to plead guilty to just one count of soliciting prostitution from an underage girl in Florida. Later on, Acosta was told that Epstein, quote, belonged to intelligence and and it was above his pay grade and to leave it alone. Hmm. Interesting. Uh Hmm. So in addition to pleading guilty to the Florida count of soliciting prostitution, the uh, non-prosecuting agreement gave Epstein the power 
to select one of the victims that he pleaded guilty to procuring for prostitution a below 18 minor girl instead of the original 14-year-old compliant. So it said, hey, you can select which one. He said, well, you know, I'm going to select the other one. So he did. So with selecting the other one, it reduced the degree of crime classification for the registration as a sex offender and minimized the severity of the crime in the eyes of the public. So after he served his 13 months, which, I mean, it really wasn't even serving his 13 months. He was only going half a day to jail and then leaving to go do business duties and coming back. Um, And he had his own little section. But uh, after serving his 13 months, he was let out on one year of probation of house arrest until August of 2010. Uh, he tried to appeal his level three sex offender status, uh, which was lifelong de- designation, which is a lifelong designation since 2008, uh, but it was unsuccessful in that part. So he's also supposed to report every 90 days to new, to the New York uh, police department. But that was said, uh, that was never enforced. Yeah. Figures. Yeah. So now we're going to kind of go over, uh, we're going to kind of go over the happenings with Epstein up into, up to his death. So there's a whole list of what happened before his death and then a list of what happened after his death. So who wants to, I don't know whose turn it is. Mine, my mind, my mind. All right. So happenings. On July 6, 2019. Epstein was arrested at Teterboro Airport in New Jersey on sex trafficking charges. His Manhattan townhouse was searched by the FBI. They had search warrants. The search turned up evidence of sex trafficking and also found hundreds to thousands of sexually suggestive photos of partially nude females. Some were underage females. He also had $70,000 in cash in a safe with 48 diamonds and a fake passport. July 8th, 2019. He was charged with sex trafficking and conspiracy to traffic minors for sex. At least 40 underage girls were brought into Epstein's townhouse for sexual encounters. Then July 18th, 2019, Epstein's lawyers urged the court to allow Epstein to post bail, offering to post up to a $600 million bond so he could leave jail and submit to house arrest in his New York mansion. It was denied by Judge Richard M. Berman, saying that Epstein posed a danger to the public and a serious flight risk. I bet Berman really regrets that now, huh? Yeah. He should have paid for that extra security in that last visit. Yeah. So then on July 23rd, 2019, Epstein was found injured in his cell at 1.30. So two sources thought that they were self-inflicted wounds that were around his neck from a suicide attempt. Another source said injuries were not serious and possibly staged. And then a fourth source suggested that his cellmate, a former policeman, Nicholas Tartaglini, who has four murder charges against him, assaulted Epstein. Nicholas denied knowing that it ever happened. Yeah. So his lawyer came out, Nicholas's did here recently, and said that Epstein was actually paying people in prison, like a commissary, to protect him. And Nicholas said that I didn't injure him in his cell. I actually protected him. Uh So, hmm, weird. And he was the one that alerted the guards that 
Epstein was supposedly hurt in the cell. So, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I guess, kind of leading up to his death. Aaron, I'm sure that you can kind of start us off with what happened with his death. I, first off, I want to I just say, though, have y'all seen his cellmate, a picture of his cellmate? He's friggin' jacked, dude. Dude, I'm sorry, but if I had that as a cellmate and he, I was paying him to protect me and I still ended up like that, <laughs> I'd be you paying someone the, else to take his ass out now. Yeah. That motherfucker was jacked. Jacked. Yeah, he's big. Yeah, he was. And he could have strangled Epstein with his hands. He didn't have to use... With one hand, probably. A bed sheet. Yeah, honestly. There'd be no problem. Shake him like a rag doll. Yeah. Epstein was a little short guy. Call me daddy. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> now we're gonna roll into his death. So... After this July 23rd supposed suicide attempt, uh, Epstein was placed on suicide watch. Uh, There he was secluded by himself and monitored every so often to make sure that he was still alive. Um, He was he wore paper clothing and slept with paper sheets so that he wouldn't have anything to harm himself with, which would have been very uncomfortable to sleep with paper clothing and paper bed sheets. But whatever. So Epstein. had to see the prison psychologist every day for a week, which seems like they were convinced enough that he could be taken off of suicide watch and returned back to his normal cell. And just a little note to be taken off of suicide watch, both the psychologist and the warden of the prison had to sign it off. So they did. And he was returned back to his normal cell and supposedly had a cellmate as well, uh, because by procedures, people placed on suicide watch and returned back must have a cellmate to be able to warn the guards of any emergencies, right? So this procedure was broken uh, when they allowed the cellmate to be transferred out of Epstein's cell. So he was alone in his cell, okay? Uh, Also, since he was released from Suicide Watch, guards were supposed to be checking on him every 30 minutes to make sure he was okay, which we all know on August 9th, this is when the procedure and stuff was heavily broken and which led to the following on the next day. So who wants to cover August 10th, that fateful day? I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. He got what he fucking deserved. Get what you fucking deserve. <laughs> so August 10th, 2019, Epstein was found dead hanging in his cell. For how long? No one is sure because the guards that were supposed to be checking on him did not do so. They signed off on documents saying that they had, but it was several hours in actuality that they had last checked on him to see if he was alive. The camera's footing showing Epstein's cell and, I believe, hallway was not viewable because they were somehow corrupted and one of the cameras wasn't even working at the time. Imagine that. Uh Go figure. The prison's EMS tried to resuscitate him for about 40 minutes or so. Then he was taken to the lower Manhattan, Manhattan ER where they tried for another 20 minutes, and after the last attempt to resuscitate him failed, the hospital pronounced Epstein dead. Hmm. So that's his death. A little weird. You know. Yeah. Some fishy happenings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For sure. Now, we get into his autopsy. This was done by Dr. Barbara Sampson and viewed by Dr. Michael Baden. He's a famous pathologist and hired by Mark Epstein. Her findings were said in the following statement. 
our investigation concluded that the cause of Mr. Epstein's death was suicide. We stand by that determination. We continue to share information around the medical investigation with Mr. Epstein's family, the representatives, and their pathology consultant. So Dr. Baden disagreed with the results and said the evidence points towards homicide rather than suicide. He also goes on saying there were unusual or there was unusual activity from day one of the autopsy, saying that the wounds were more consistent with ligature homicidal strangulation, which Dr. Sampson shoots back with, well, the original medical investigation was thorough and complete. There's no reason for a second medical investigation by our office. So why did Dr. Baden believe it was a homicide not, and not a suicide? Well, that's because of the fractures to Epstein's hyoid bone, which is the right side of the larynx and on the left side of the larynx, which he stated, those three fractures are extremely unusual in suicidal hanging, in suicidal hangs, and could occur more, much more commonly in homicidal strangulation. Also, he says that these three fractures are rare and I've not seen, I've not seen in 50 years where that occurred in a suicidal hanging case. I mean, that's, <laughs> I, that's a little. If we're talking about statistics, I mean, it's kind of leaning very heavily on one side. Yeah. So this doctor also goes on to point out more things like Epstein's eyes. He states. In the way he is supposed to have died, the arteries and the blood vessels, the veins, are both clogged off and the person is pale. The face is pale. There's no blood coming in or out. With a manual strangulation, there's a backup of a pressure and the little capillaries can rupture and they're best seen in the eye. Which I, I see in the autopsy photos, you can see the capillaries burst in his eye which we'll post some of those pictures up on our website for you guys to take a look at. The doctor also points out uh, the legs of Epstein. He says the blood settles after we die. The so-called lividity is on the lower part of the legs. That would be like maroon purple, front and back, and they aren't. Hmm. With the autopsy done, the initial cause of death on Epstein's death certificate was pending further study. Dr. Baden goes on to say, the initial death certificate was issued at the time of the autopsy. It's pending further study, getting more information. Five days later, it was changed. And then one of the things the family wishes to know, the estate wishes to know, what was, the, what was that additional information that caused them to change it? When five months later, the family still doesn't know what happened to him in the first encounter and what happened to him when he was found dead now. So... Those are pretty much the details of Epstein's death and the autopsy, which we do have some of the autopsy photos that we will be sharing, like Aaron stated earlier. And I did find a copy of the initial death certificate photo as well. Yeah, just user advisory when looking at these photographs, they are photographs of a dead person. Okay, so just user advisory. And there is photographs of his cell that Dan found of the bed sheets and what he supposedly hung himself off of and the picture of Epstein's neck. 
in the hanging. Um, hmm. Now I did think I did read somewhere that uh Dr. Baden or someone stated that the marks on his neck were from a wire strangulation, which supposedly Epstein had a sleep apnea machine in his room or in his cell. So instead of being hung by his, well, I'm not going to go with that. That's kind of like a theory, but yeah. I mean, it's, it ain't a bed sheet. I'm telling you that you don't have to be a coroner to look at that and know it looks fishy. You know, that definitely makes me think of those really thin wired ones that they come up behind you and just like usually have two knobs on the end. That's Oh, the piano wire? Yeah, something like that, yeah. I mean, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So now we're going to go into the strange facts and findings. Um, now this, you guys may wonder, why would they want him killed? These strange facts and findings is kind of going to wrap everything up for you, okay? The first thing we're going to talk about is his flight logs to St. James Island. So, Anna, take us off on that trip to little St. James Island. Well, this will be the only time I take that flight, okay? All right. Research purposes here. Jeffrey Epstein had his own private jet. And when you have your own jet and fly, by law, you have to file official flight logs to the Federal Aviation Administration. These flight logs detail the dates, destinations um, of where they're going, and, well, you got to put names in there, too, of who's flying on the flight. So, passengers. Here's a list of prominent figures that were on Epstein's flight logs. Well, the one you keep hearing, former President Bill Clinton, was a frequent flyer. Between 2002 to 2004, he flew on the plane at least 11 times. Clinton traveled on some of the trips with as many as 10 U.S. Secret Service agents. However, on a five-leg Asia trip between May 22nd and May 25th in 2002, not a single Secret Service agent is listed. The U.S. Secret Service declined to answer multiple Freedom of Information Act requests filed. In response to a separate FOIA request from FoxNews.com, the U.S. Secret Service said it has no records showing agents were ever on the island with Clinton. Yeah, so I don't know if we mentioned Little St. James Island, but basically it's an island that Epstein owned, right? And this island is supposedly, it's where he, he would take these women and these underage girls on, this on these flights with prominent business individuals. They would have sex with these uh, business individuals or men or whomever these prominent figures were. And Epstein was used, used that as blackmail, right? That's the supposed theory of what happened. So in these Epstein flight logs, if you're on his flight logs, basically it means that you, you know. You liked flying. Yeah, you like flying and you liked having sex with underage women. That too. There's some people that claim that they were like, go, it was almost a connecting flight to somewhere else that they were going. I mean, I think, okay, my thought is if you're on there one time, maybe you get a pass. If you're on there once, 
you really could have not known what the fuck was going on. And then you get surprised when you get there and you're like, I am never doing this again. Or maybe it was a connecting flight. Like, I think Chris Tucker said that. Like, he was going to somewhere else and used... I don't know if he was offered. I honestly didn't look into the story, but he basically supposedly just used it as a connecting flight. Well, when you take the flight at least 11 times, I mean... Oh, yeah. No, you're definitely suspicious. I'm saying for the people that are on there just the one time. Yeah, we... we I don't think we talked about anybody who's on here one time. Oh, no, I didn't think. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm just trying yeah. to be like a PSA. Oh, okay. You can't blanket statement and just say everybody's involved with Epstein if they're on this list. Because I personally have not read the entirety of the list, but and I haven't dug into each and every person. But we have to at least say that there's a chance that if you're on there just once, you made a mistake and you did not know what you got yourself into and now your name is forever tainted because you're on this list. Yeah. But you could be fully guilty. I'm just trying to be a little friendly to the people out there that may be in the same thing. Nice. It's understanding. Doug Band took <clears throat> 16 trips. God dang. Using those frequent flyer, flyer miles, huh? Douglas J. Band is an American businessman and lawyer. He is a founding partner and president of Tinio, a multinational C-suite advisory firm and investment bank. Previously, he was deputy assistant to President Bill Clinton in the White House and later a counselor to President Bill Clinton. Ban was the key architect of the Clinton post-presidency and he created the Clinton Global Initiative. Hmm. I was just thinking, in the Clinton one, we didn't... From 2002 to 2004, he was on there 11 times, but for total, he was on there, what, 26 times? Yeah, 26 times. Yeah, for a total. Sorry, just popped in my head. Oh, it's okay. These all are frequent flyers. <laughs> so we got next one is Larry Summers, who took four flights. They were the former U.S. Secretary to the Treasury. Mm. Then uh, we have a Gail Smith who took five flights. She is the president and CEO of one campaign, but she was also the administrator of the United States Agency for International Development for Barack Obama from 2015 to 2017. But she's the president and CEO of one campaign. One campaign is an international nonpartisan nonprofit campaigning organization that fights extreme poverty and preventable diseases, particularly in Africa. They are funded uh, by Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. No. Hmm. Okay. So the next one is Jean-Luc Brunel. They took 27 trips. Now, this guy is a billionaire who owns a modeling agency called MC2. An alleged victim of Epstein's has claimed that he pimped out underage girls to wealthy and powerful friends like Prince Andrew. She also claimed that Epstein got many of his girls from MC2's co-founder, this Brunel guy, who would, and I quote, would bring young girls ranging to ages as young as 12 to the United States for sexual purposes and farm them out to his friends, especially Epstein. Many have claimed that MC2 is a front 
for Epstein securing more and more young girls. Hmm. Damn. That's a pretty big ordeal, right? Yep. Uh, so, yes, another modeling agency that is possibly using that as a front to get children or young women. Yep. On February 20th, 2002, Epstein flew from JFK to MRY in California. And he was with the following people. Steven Pinker. He's professor in the Department of Psychology at Harvard University. Also, Gary and Kit Laybourne, founders of Nickelodeon and Oxygen Media. David, Rock, David Rockwell, founder of Rockwell Group, Imagination Playground, and a play space designed to encourage children to play together. Carolyn Miller, she's from New York. Uh, she was the director of the Child Mind Institute. Daniel C. Dennett, Center for Cognitive Studies, Tufts University. Richard Dawkins, he's the author of The God Illusion and a professor at Oxford University. Kelly Bovino, The Story Project, helping runaways, actress, and the models. And then Richard Cook. At the time, he was Disney's chairman. So you have all these individuals that are connected to children stuff, right? Mm -hmm. You got the Nickelodeon. You got the Rockwell Group, which is Imagination Playground. The Child Mind Institute. The Psychology at Harvard University. The Center of Cognitive Studies. Disney chairman. You have all these mind study people and... People who are showing shows to children, what are they doing with Epstein and flying to MRY in California all together on the same plane? What's going on? That is very suspicious. That is. There could be a lot of speculation. We don't know what they're doing, but it makes you wonder, right? Your mind goes a little, goes a little out there. So... Well, the only thing that makes that group of people weird is Epstein. Well, like if those people got together in in the a conference somewhere, it might make more sense because they all have maybe information and I'm still reaching here, but they may have information to help develop children in, in today's society, whatever it is. But then when you throw in someone like Epstein that has been so much evidence against him sex trafficking, that's what made it even more suspicious, in my opinion. Yeah. It's almost like it's kind of like some MK Ultra stuff that they're making to make the children more susceptible to whatever. I don't know. That's a little reach out there that's theorizing. I'll save that for later. So the people we read off real quick, they were just, you know, a few off the flight list. If you want to see more, you can go to DuckDuckGo and just search for his flight list. There you can read all the rest of the individuals. Um, the whole list is very long, so it would have taken us a very long time to go through all of that. So we just kind of picked a few out that we saw off the list and went over those. But now we're going to go over to the uh, little black book that Epstein had. So. Who wants to cover that? Before I get into that, I was like looking at Monterey, California, and it kind of clicked for a second. I was just like, where is Bohemian Grove located again? I had to look it up. Monte Rico, three hours away from Monterey. So I thought I was a little bit closer, but 
three hours though. I mean, just saying. Yeah. Ooh, just just saying. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like when I heard California, I was just like, wait a second, isn't Bohemian Grove there? All right. Epstein kept a little black book identifying many of his social contacts and clients. It included the personal phone numbers of the following individuals. Not all persons are listed because it would take a long ass time to do it. So you got Donald Trump, including ex-wife Ivana and current wife Melania. Donald Trump's daughter Ivanka. Bill and Hillary Clinton. Prince Bandar of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia King Salman. Salmon. Solomon. Honestly, I can't see any way. <laughs> Solomon. <laughs> That's how they King Solomon. It's <laughs> Salmon. Salmon. I'm like, wait a second here. There's Jesus no way in hell. Christ. So Solomon. Solomon. I still would have called him fucking Salmon. I don't care. Saudi Arabia's King Solomon. Jeez. Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Is that li- is that really how they fucking spell it? All oh, praise King Salomon. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. We can continue. So- <laughs> Sorry. Tony Blair, former former prime minister of the United Kingdom, John Huntsman, the current ambassador of the United States to Russia, Senator Ted Kennedy, Henry Kissinger, former United States Secretary of State and National Security Advisor, Richard Branson, Billionaire businessman who controls more than 400 companies in various fields. David Koch, owner of Koch Industries, the second largest privately held company in the United States. Ehud Barak, former Israeli prime minister. John Kerry, former United States Secretary of State. George Mitchell, former member of the United States Senate. David Rockefeller, billionaire banker and Rockefeller family possesses a total of $500 billion second largest family private fortune, Edward D. Rothschild. The Rothschild family possesses the largest private fortune in the world. Two trillion dollars in assets the family holds. Then, can y'all guess what the last one we have on here? Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, imagine having a contact book. with the, that's, that's all the powerful people in the world. He had the most powerful people in the world's phone, personal cell phone numbers. Imagine if you got a hold of that and you created a text chain, right? What would you say to them? Hey, guys, what's up? Anybody down to play some Call of Duty? <laughs> hey, guys, who wants pizza? Who wants pizza and hot dogs? I'll have, have them flown over. Oh, man, it's... That just blows my mind. His connections were... Unreal. They were everybody. Mm. Yeah. Arguably the most powerful man in the world. I could say one of the most. So how do we know this stuff? How do we know this little black book and all of this? Well, the house manager of the Palm Beach property, he somehow was able to obtain this Epstein's little black book. And he wanted to make some quick money off of it. Well, the manager was caught and convicted trying to sell the book for 50 grand. And he was sentenced to 18 months in prison. This is more more time than Epstein was sentenced to. Uh, And he died shortly after his release from prison. What a coincidence, huh? Uh, 
Surprise, surprise. Yep. God damn. Thank you, person at the Palm Beast property up in your good place because that's a nice piece of evidence right there. Even though he tried to sell it. It's true. But it got out some way. And that's what really matters. Yes, it does. He should have did like a dead man switch. Release a couple pages. Then like, kill me, the rest of it comes out. Right. Yes. Or sell each page. Just saying. You know, make some money. So, now we're going to go into one of Epstein's notable connections. Okay. This one is what the media has been talking about or who is the media has been talking about here recently. Okay. So Anna, you want to start us off with and introduce us to this lady. All right, guys, we're tearing it down. We're talking about Ghislaine Maxwell. So who is she? Well, Maxwell is the daughter of the publisher, Robert Maxwell. In short, she comes from money. She grew up and attended university in England then moved to the United States in 1991 after her father fell to his death from his yacht, Lady Ghislaine. Uh, side note, by the way. Epstein reportedly uses a yacht with the same name to transport women from St. Thomas to the Caribbean to his own private island, which locals have nick nicknamed Pedophile Island. Which is the island we talked about, the little St. James. So, yeah. So exactly how Maxwell and Epstein met is unclear, but according to the Wall Street Journal, in a 2009 deposition, several of Epstein's household employees testified that Ghislaine Maxwell had a central role in both his public and private life, referring to her as his main girlfriend, who also handled the hiring, supervising, and firing of staff starting around 1992. In 1995, Epstein renamed one of his companies the Ghislaine Corporation in Palm Beach, Florida. The company was later dissolved in 1998. In the year 2000, as reported by the New York Times, Maxwell moved into a 7,000-square-foot townhouse less than 10 blocks from Epstein's New York mansion. This townhome was purchased for $4.9 million by an anonymous limited liability company with an address that matches the office of J. Epstein and Co., representing the buyer, was Darren Indyke, Epstein's longtime lawyer buddy. Over the years, Maxwell has been photographed alongside many prominent, powerful people who are linked to Epstein, such as Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, Bill Clinton, and lawyer Alan Dershowitz. Maxwell was even a guest at Chelsea Clinton's wedding in 2010. So what is all this fuss about Jelaine Maxwell? Well, according to multiple court filings reviewed by the Miami Herald, lawyers for one of Epstein's alleged victims have claimed that Epstein and Maxwell acted as leaders of an organized crime family and that Maxwell helped traffic girls and women to powerful figures. Per the documents, Maxwell lured the alleged victims into the sex ring by offering them modeling, fashion, and educational opportunities. Furthermore, in 2009 depositions, Two former house managers testified that Maxwell kept photos of young women in sexual acts. Around 2,000 pages from a 2015 defamation case filed by a woman named Virginia Guffrey 
who publicly claimed in 2009 in a 2009 lawsuit against Epstein that Maxwell had recruited her into Epstein's sex ring to be a quote-unquote sex slave when she was just 16 and working as changing room assistant at the Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach. After being recruited, she says she was forced to have sex with Prince Andrew and Alan Hershowitz. Also, she claimed in the 2009 lawsuit that Maxwell and Epstein sexually assaulted her. The case filed by Virginia also uh, the case filed by Virginia against Epstein and Maxwell never went to trial. In May of 2017, it was settled the day before the trial was scheduled to start, and the U.S. District Court judge ordered a significant portion of the filings to be sealed, and the records were never made to the public until a few days ago. A few days ago, the public, <laughs> the notes went live. What a perfect timing. Mm-hmm. So in these documents, I mean, there is so much stuff and all the stuff, all the speculations were true, pretty much. I mean, she says this Virginia says that she was trafficked by both Epstein and Maxwell to many men, including Stephen Kaufman. Alan Hershowitz, George Mitchell, Prince Andrew, Marvin Minsky, June LeBrunel, Bill Richardson, who's a, a, a large hotel chain owner, and many others that she could not recall. She was saying that the trafficking scheme was an international in scope. Uh, in France, Maxwell ordered her to give an erotic massage to a French hotel person. In the deposition of the victim, she says, I was ordered by Maxwell to go and give him an erotic massage. Uh, she stated that Epstein bragged about having uh, 12-year-old girls uh, from poor French families flown in for his birthday to have sex with. Um, also, he, she said that Bill Clinton was at Epstein's island with Jeffrey Epstein, Maxwell, and two young girls, and that sexual orgies were regularly were a regular occurrence. Um, she said a lot of models flew on Epstein's private jet, including Naomi Campbell, Heidi Klum, and some even some former Vice President Al Gore and Simpsons co-creator Matt Growing. I mean, we talk about him in some of the time traveling shit. I mean, this is pretty much everybody. There's tons of accusations. A ton- it would take an entire episode to go over this. Maxwell documents that were just released and these were just released like what a day ago two days ago yeah since we're recording this and people are still going through it because it's a ton but we will create a link on our website for you guys to go to and click on it and you can look through all the information that's being found about these uh, documents very interesting stuff uh, sickening stuff, and it just kind of proves that there's something more going on in the uh, in the background that we're unaware of. And uh, I guess that kind of rolls us into our theories, right? We'll we'll go into personal thoughts and theories. So, unless you guys, you got anything you want to say about the Maxwell documents? No, I mean the it's there's just so much there. I mean, I know that the thread you had sent me, you said it was already taken down. Uh, the Reddit thread. Yeah. Hmm. It's crazy, this whole Epstein stuff. Mm-hmm. It is. So, 
the first theory of, I think we should jump into is the theory that intelligence asset theory. So in this Epstein being the intelligence community asset theory, Epstein took high profile clients to his home on his private island and used women who were underaged unknowingly to his clients to have relations with these clients. Epstein would then tape the relations and use it as blackmail on a high-profile client into making them sign over asset rights to Epstein. Epstein would then use the client's funds to play the stock market and earn large amounts of money. Now, what if the stock market is controlled by the CIA? And the CIA made a deal with Epstein. What if these clients that Epstein would collect blackmail on are foreign heads of state or foreign leaders? And that was such value to the intelligence community, the CIA, that they allowed him to continue to operate and insulated him from the, the prosecution. The CIA said, Epstein, you bring us high-profile clients and blackmail them for us, and then you can manage their assets, and we will provide you with the information on what stocks to play to earn tons of money. This theory is supported by these facts right here that we're going to go over right now. So, Dan, lay it on us. Sorry, I got caught on that mega thread, Aaron. Did you see the, the, the second post? You know, all the parts that are blacked out. Literally, you can you hide. copy and paste. Yeah, I was just going through doing some of that. I'm just like, what the? <laughs> They're stupid. <laughs> I know that you had mentioned that, but I wonder if it was on purpose. They made it look like they blacked it out, but people who are basic level computer knowledge, they're like, oh, I'll test it just to be sure. Yeah, because you could actually highlight it. Well, knowing that you could highlight it, obviously, you can copy it. Epstein running a lean operation when it comes to putting these billions to work in the markets. It is Epstein himself making all the investment calls. There are no analysts or portfolio managers. So what if he wanted to single-handedly handle the accounts because he didn't want anyone else knowing about the CIA having a hand in it? So further back this theory up for us, Dan. Further back it up for us. To further back up the theory of his connection with the CIA, in 2007-2008, Alexander Acosta was the U.S. attorney for Southern Florida. Acosta approved a federal non-prosecution agreement with Jeffrey Epstein during that time. Acosta now serves as, a, as the 27th United States Secretary of Labor for Trump's cabinet. However, before the confirmation hearing, he was asked, is the Epstein case going to cause a problem for confirmation hearings? Acosta had to explain that back in the day, he had just one meeting on the Epstein case He'd cut the non-prosecution agreement with one of Epstein's attorneys because he had been told to back off. That Epstein was above his pay grade, I was told Epstein belonged to intelligence and to leave it alone. Here we go. CIA, man. Then the final part of it. The government did this in the Whitey Bulger case. A killer, just because he was giving the government really good info on bad guys, they'd allowed him to continue crimes. The same goes for Sammy Gravano who murdered 19 people and got a slap on the wrist because he gave up John Gotti, the head of the Gambino crime family. So this wouldn't be the first time the government has done something like this. I can see it. I mean, 
add more to this theory, right? The CIA in the U.S. or in the United States wants to get as much info as they can and blackmail on other leaders, right? So why not have this intelligence community asset, right? He flies in these people from Saudi Arabia, flies in these other country world leaders, are about to be country world leaders, or people who have a lot of wealth that can influence a lot of things. You get blackmail on them, and then they do something you don't like. CIA, CIA says, look, we have this blackmail. We can ruin your life, so you need to do this for us, okay? That's, the, that's what my theory is. I, I see him as he was an intelligence community, asset, intelligence community asset. I don't think Epstein is dead. I think they faked his death, and he's in some witness protection program, you know, sitting right along Isaac Cappy. <laughs> and they're playing dominoes with Tupac. Yeah. And if you hear about Isaac Cappy, you know, make sure to get the Patreon. You can listen to that episode. Yeah, that's a good episode yeah, with Isaac Cappy. But all in all, this kind of makes you sick because there is, you know, I don't say kind of, it does make you sick because there is underage sex going on with kids being abused and stuff. And it's like the government and everybody turns the blind eye to it just because they get intelligence. Or money. Or money, yeah. It is gross and it is inexcusable. We need to save the children. Where are these kids? This is still happening right now. Yep. Well, so that's my theory on it. That's all I really have for the, is I, I truly believe it's that he was an intelligent asset and mm -hmm. he's either alive or dead, but that's what I'm 100% fully leaning on. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I can see what that. What about you guys? You guys got any other theories or anything else you want to throw your hat into the ring with? The pedophile ring? Sorry. Damn, I don't want to throw a hat in that one. No, mine, I'm still sticking with the lost money uh, theory I'm on. Fill me in. What is that? So Epstein lost high-profile clients lots of money, and he is the one being blackmailed and used to help launder the money. So pretty much, he's the scapegoat right now. When the high-profile clients got close to getting caught, they forced Epstein to take the fall for it. So their, so their careers don't tank. The first report of his underage prostituting of girls was in 2005, but in 2002 to 2005, he lost a hedge fund with the D.B. Zwern Special Opportunities of about $80 million. So it kind of fits the timeline of him losing that money in the first report against him, since it's hard to find out how much like Epstein is really worth, because I haven't been able to find anything, then, like, you know, other than the property and the items found during the search warrant, you know, how much is he worth? No one knows. So with all the high-profile clients, they make it look like he is the one with all the money, but in reality, they use him to cover up for their wealth. And then he had a private plane named the Lolita Express, which means sexually precocious young girl. Why would you name a plane that if you are doing illegal sexual activities with younger girls? That's literally like flying a flag. I mean, flying a fucking plane. Let's just go ahead and say it. You know, it seems like something was planted against Epstein in plain sight to make it easier to pin more of this on him than all the cameras and videos and pictures he has of the activities that he has that happened like at his home in Pedophile Island. That probably was him trying to protect himself, have evidence against them to defend himself 
of the high profile clients that also were involved in these acts. So he would take them down with him. It's kind of like insurance. Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm starting to bite on your theory, Dan. You know, pretty much when you like, it's more like, you know, when you dig yourself a hole, you keep going with it. Like you tell a lie or something like that, start digging your hole. Mm -hmm. Then you have to keep digging that hole. Pretty much Epstein got caught in a hole and he kept digging. And they're on top standing down looking at him like, you better keep digging, bitch. And they filled, they finally filled it in last year. Made him dig his own grave pretty much. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like you, Dan. Yeah. I like you. You're a sexy man. I like it. Thank Mm. you. Mm. All right. Somebody sent us a message once on Patreon, I think, about how they had read a story growing up. I think it was a book. And it talked about Lolita. And it had some names that, God damn, I wish I remembered. But basically, read it multiple times. And very recently, it clicked to her that it could have been a book written about Epstein and, and St. James Island. So whoever you are, I know you're listening because you're a hardcore listener. So if you could please write in one more time for me and remind me what the story was. And I'll give you a proper shout out next week because I know it ties in with this week's episode. Um, But yeah, it was a a story that she'd heard more than once and then it clicked that had something to do with Epstein or could have had something to do with. So little fun fact from our good old listeners. I like it. Definitely. All right. And y'all got anything you want to add before we roll into on the scene? I mean, we're going to have new stuff coming out for the next few months, I'm sure. Unless they start covering it up more and more. But this is just when you think that they already have a lot of shit released, another dump comes out. So let's keep this going. Keep it going. We'll keep releasing more information and releasing episodes. So stay tuned. For the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. On the next episode of Theories of the Third Kind. Okay, so now we're going to roll into this week's On the Scene report. If you're unfamiliar with On the Scene, I'll give you a quick refresher on what it is. On the Scene is basically a Hans goes out on the streets and gets... (laughs) A Hans. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that too. If you don't know what On the Scene is, basically it's where Hans goes out on the street and gets the public's opinion on what is happening. So, we're going to take a listen to that right now. All right, good morning. You already know who it is. Hans, on the scene. First unsuspecting victim. Hey, do you believe that the elite of the United States and of the world are stealing children? I need verbal answers. Uh, Yeah, I say yes, bro, because I think they've been doing it forever. uh... What about banging them? You think they do that, or do you? What do you think they do to them? Yeah, they sexually assault them. And who are you voting for president this year? Okay. Why not Bigfoot? Might as well. Hell yeah. I'm serious, bro. Might as well. Cause... You gonna make me your sex slave? Yeah. All right. All right. You already know who it is. I'm on the scene. Do you believe that there is an elite underground sex trafficking of children in Hollywood? Yes. 
what what's so believable about that? Is it the Epstein case? Is it just the? It's just the Hollywood people are fucking weird, so they do shit like that. They do. do you, now, do you believe in aliens? Like personally, you don't yes. like. Okay, like what what is believable about them to you? What makes you think it's, that they uh, exist? It's just hard to believe that of everything in the universe, we are the only. All the living creatures are here, and the rest of it's just nothing. Would you vote for Bigfoot if he happened to come out of the woods and run for president? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. All right. End of the questions. All right. Nice. I Hell like yeah. that. I like this week's on the scene, man. That was Me exciting. Too. That was great. That was good stuff. That makes me happy. Bigfoot 2020, baby. No joke. Bigfoot has a lot of supporters out there. Mm-hmm. Hans is out there doing it big for Bigfoot. I respect him for that. Bigfoot definitely nice. appreciates that. He he found some engaging people this week. Yeah, I, I respect that. And I respect Hans. And I love you, Hans. Keep them coming in. Yes. We love you so much. You do the, the footwork. Because I ain't going out there. I'll get slapped. If I walked up to someone and said, <laughs> has anyone ever played patty cake with your ass cheeks? All right. Thank you, Hans, for the voicemail. We love you. And we will see you next week. Oh, yeah. I'll see you tonight. All right, now we'll roll into voicemails. The first voicemail we have this week is from Tanya. So we're going to play that one right now. Hello, people of theories of third kind. This is Tanya. (laughs) I just wanted to give you a little call and tell you how much I enjoy your guys' show. I love that um, a lot of thought and structure is put into it. Really tell it's well put together and um, it's much appreciated. Aaron, I think you have a sort of Matthew McConaughey kind of voice that gives me chills in a good way. And um, yeah, don't ever get rid of it. Danielson, I wanna thank you for the hookup. Wink, wink. (laughs) Sorry about that. pick if it got you in trouble um and anna you have grown on me and i'm starting to question my sexuality (laughs) in all seriousness i love you guys and you're doing a great job and with all the way everything is effed up in the world you guys make me smile and laugh and i thank you for that I hope you guys have a great day, week, and month, and let's all get through this year together. Love you guys. Bye. You ever, like, imagine what it would be like talking on one of those sex phone lines? I figured that's what it would kind of be like. (laughs) A little bit. You You know, I thought that my room just got a little hotter, but it must just be me. I mean, Tanya. Yeah. <laughs> well, first off, let me say thank you for the voicemail and your constant support in the Discord channel. No pictures are getting anyone in trouble over here. So just keep sending them. Um, appreciate it a lot. And PSA, sexuality is on the spectrum. You just give me a call sometime on that Discord channel, Miss Tanya.
<laughs> no, but really though, <laughs> I love you. You're so fun on there. I appreciate you. You make me happy. So thank you. Yes, thank you. First off, thank you for the voicemail. Picture did not get me in trouble other than with Aaron. Because Aaron was just like, look what Dan's hiding. And I didn't even have a chance to actually look at it yet. Yeah, I discovered it first. I discovered it first and thought you were hiding it. And I sent it in a group text. And look what Dan's hiding from us. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what are you talking about? And I look, I like, oh, we have a volunteer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> volunteer for Bigfoot. Oh, but no, we definitely appreciate your uh, communications and stuff on Discord. You're definitely one of our active listeners on there. And it's definitely appreciated. Yep. We love you. Thank you for everything. Everything. All right. You know, you better give her the proper transition. All right. All right. All right. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'm so glad you were on my fucking page, Aaron. I was hoping you said the high school girl part. You know what I like about high school girls? As we get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> Wait a it's second. not so good for this episode. No, I was going to say, like, never mind. No, Don't it's say not that good for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tanya, for your voicemail, your support, your love. We love you. And we will talk soon. Mm-hmm. Yes, much love. Have fun in your closet. <laughs> All right. The next voicemail is from Scott. And we're going to play that right now. Anna, Aaron, and Daniel, thank you so much for your awesome and amazing podcast. I enjoy every episode. I listen to it at work. I started listening about two weeks ago and have listened to um, several of the podcasts um, multiple times, and I can't wait to hear more content. I'm actually thinking about becoming a Patreon member so I can get more um, podcasts to listen to. Um, because I have listened to some of them more than once and probably need to uh, uh, listen to some more, uh, like the Clinton body count and uh, some other ones that you mentioned. Uh, anyway, um, all, all three of you have sexy voices, and uh, Daniel, keep being sexy. Aaron, keep being sexy. Anna, yeah, yeah you're sexy already. Uh, but anyway... Um, love you guys and, um, glad I found you, um, thinking about getting some, uh, a hat possibly or a t-shirt and, um, like the bumper sticker idea that somebody, uh, suggested. But, uh, anyway, uh, just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy and appreciate your podcast and, uh, looking forward to hearing more, um, as as you come up with more content all right so in high school i was very familiar with my principal and the principal had a very distinct tone in the way he talked all throughout my life authoritarian figures if that's the right word have very have a very distinct way that they speak and talk scott strikes me as an individual who would be a principal at a school or a a coach of a Texas high school football team, or like an athletic director, some authoritarian figure, right? Or is it just me? That, no, I get that. It's like more of like a direct. Yeah. Like, talk, he's directly talking. He does, not, he does not fuck around. He does not beat around the bush. He says what's on mm-hmm. his mind. I love Scott for oh, that. Yeah. 
And hey, you know what? I'm glad we found you. You know, I love your voice. I love your southern draw. I love how you're on the point with everything. And uh, you're sexy yourself. And thank you for all the kind words. And I love you. That's damn sexy. So much. You know, he could have served some time in the military as well. Yeah. Thank you for the love, man. Appreciate your kind words. And I will have to say I recommend the Patreon because there's a lot of good content on there. And, you know, we did Isaac Cappy today and... McMartin Satanic Preschool was last week. A lot of weird, strange happenings that go on our Patreon. For only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day, you can save one of us. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say that. (laughs) I can be your hero, baby. No, for 5 bucks a month, (laughs) and you can pay the $5 and get access to all previous content. But thank you, we love you. Yes, much love. All right, this next voicemail is from Mark, and we will play that right now. So, look, you guys, my name is Marcus. I'm sitting in the fucking Walmart parking lot. Sorry, I'm cussing. But I love you guys. You guys have really brought out a lot of things that I've thought of and said to my friends a lot of times. I do a lot of LSD. I'm not going to lie to y'all. DMT, LSD, I've been there. Okay, I've shot out of this planet. And so everything you guys talk about spiritually, like it, a lot of it's really true. Like, I really feel like it's true. And I just want to say uh, y'all do an awesome job. Everybody, every one of you. And thank y'all, man. Have a good day, bro. Thank you, Marcus, for the voicemail. Uh, it's cool that you do LSD, man. I don't promote drug use, but, you know, I, I promote people being able to do whatever they want to do, you know, I respect that. And, uh, thank you. And uh, I love you. I feel that he must've been listening to, uh, I'm making an assumption here on you, Mark, Marcus, but that you listened to that episode and you were like, whatever episode I got, I got to call in now. I, I screw bread, milk and butter. I got to call TOT3K and tell them what's on my mind. I feel that in you. I just appreciate you for that. And thank you so much for calling. I love you. Keep it coming. Yeah, definitely appreciate the voicemail. Love the voicemail. Mm Mm-hmm. All right. This next voicemail is from Hunter. And we will play that right now. Hey, y'all. My name is Hunter. Um, I'm coming to you guys today. I was going to write a email type of deal, but figured it'd probably be easier to get my ideas out on speech. Um, essentially, my information regards this new app called Randonautica, and my research that I found on digging into just exactly what it is. Um, the reason I reach out to you guys is because I feel like you have a platform that it's much bigger than anything that I can just create. I think that it may be very important to get this information out to the general populace because if you do any research on regarding it, it seems to essentially I can't even explain it without 
going into it much more than what 90 seconds will allow me. So do some research if it looks like something interesting, which I think it does. Um, reach back out to me. That random Nautica app, we talked about that a little bit. Dan, have you heard about it besides that? I have not. Okay. Basically, what I gathered, I did not get a lot of time on it. It was late. I went to bed. But what I learned in this short amount of time is it's an app that you could put in keywords, like your desires. It literally is supposed to, you say what your intentions are, and you will find it. It's super weird. So somebody with the type, you put two keywords in, and it gives you a GPS location. And you go to this GPS location, and you'll find what you're looking for. Some people have found treasure and one has led somebody to a dead body and I think the reason Hunter wants to bring this up is because this could be a very easy way for you to get kidnapped and with people just getting on the trends with an app like Pokemon Go what a lot of people have said is that do not do it alone because they've done it themselves and this is like they said I felt as if somebody was watching me um it was really creepy I would never, ever recommend doing it by yourself or at nighttime uh, because it is a random ass GPS. Like you may go out in the woods somewhere. So there is a theory right now going along that it could be a way to kidnap kids. Definitely something I'm still looking into. Spectrum guy, if you started listening to the podcast, thank you for one for listening. For two, You forgot to move the date on my services to my move-in date, so they sent shit out early. Just saying. But anyways, he's the guy who showed me what that, or told me what that was. Um, So, shout out to him. Hunter, I'm assuming that you're my Hunter from Twitter. Shout out to you too, sir. Thank you for freaking calling in. Um, I'm glad you brought this up. You're right. People need to know about this as well. We don't need any more kids going missing. I just downloaded the app on my phone. I'm going to go on a venture tomorrow. Dumb dumb. <laughs> yeah. He's going bye-bye. Thank you, Hunter. We love you. Yes, yes much we love do. You. Love you. All right. This next voicemail is from an individual named Hans. So we'll play that right now. Hello, it's a Hans Overhauser here on the scene. Just kidding. Leaving a voicemail. Um... Really like the podcast. Uh, this week's episode was pretty nice. Uh, you know, I'm not one to back down from a challenge. If you really need me to go find this motherfucker, but I'll make it happen. Uh, other than that, I love everybody's theories. They're wonderful. You know, moving on, I like that you've incorporated my on-scenes. I put hard work and dedication into that, breaking into people's houses, announcing that I'm a part-time stripper and a hairdresser, and I'm there to suck their toes and ask questions. Usually ends in the cops getting called, and I got a fucking skedaddle. So, you know, I do it for the podcast all day, every day. Anyways, uh, Aaron, I am going to marry you. Uh, We talked about this before, so you better uh, tell whoever's in your life, you know, it's going to happen. Daniel, I'll be playing patty cake with your gooch here soon if you ain't too careful with that mouth. Anna, you know me. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but whips and chains excite me. Oh... Keep up the good work, keep tickling our brains, and, you know, you stick it to the man as much as you can, Aaron, just like you do me. 
<laughs> I love Hans so much. Oh, oh gosh, yeah. I love him. My life has gotten better with Hans in it. Yeah, I love him so much. Honestly, for real. You are hilarious. I legit was laughing so hard in that. Just come on over, Hans. I got plenty of whips and chains for you. Ooh. I'll tie you up, big boy. Come on. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> all right hans i love you man and thank you so much for being you this world wouldn't be the same without you here that's right yeah so much love hans much love much love hans we love you we'll talk to you soon very soon all right so this next voicemail we have is from elizabeth and we're going to play that right now hello guys it's elizabeth calling again um I'm sitting here listening to Theories Thursday with Dale, and we're, I listened to one voicemail from this gentleman that had recommended a YouTube video. Um, he did say something, a quote, and what I took away from the quote is something that I say all the time to Dale, and so um, I thought I might pass it on to you guys. I believe that um, how they say beauty is within the eye of the beholder, but in the sense that the way I see something or I interpret something or I see how Dale looks is completely different than how somebody else will because I believe that nobody sees things the same way. You may see things similarly, similarly, but nobody ever sees anything identically because it's all within your own consciousness and what you've experienced in life and different things. Um, I also wanted to comment on the young lady with the birds and stuff, how she told um, a story about her grandma dying. Um, I was really thought that was really cool that she was 105. That kind of gives me hope for humanity that she's 105 and able to still do that stuff. Um, but also that my great aunt, she passed away and, um, you don't know this about me, but I am a psychic medium. Um, so I see, um, I see bleed throughs from other dimensions and I also see, um, what people quote unquote call ghosts or spirits. Um, and when I make, what makes me a psychic about it is that I can look at, I can see a ghost and know their backstory instantly and not know why. And I've also predicted things and whatnot. Um, and with my aunt that passed away, the night that she passed away, I saw her and my family believes in keeping family at home, not putting them in the hospital to pass on so that you're surrounded by loved ones and whatnot. And so I saw her at the end of her bed, um, kind of with her knees up to her chest and her head bent over. And I saw an angel come down or a being covered in white light um, come down and pick her up and take her away. And the next morning I got a phone call that she had passed on through the night. So I just thought that would be kind of cool to share with you guys. I have a million stories about my experiences with the abnormal and paranormal and extraterrestrial and whatnot. But um, that's just one I thought would be kind of interesting to share with you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Awesome. Thank you for sharing your story with us, Elizabeth. Yes, and, thank uh, you. I, I love you and I love Dale. And thank you for listening. And Keep leaving voicemails. Leave us some more stories. I want to hear more. I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know? You know, I was thinking when you were talking about we see people differently. Uh, like, you look at Dale different to where I, how I would look at Dale. He just looks... 
we all perceive things differently. It made me think of a story about how you have several different faces as yourself being. Like when you go to work, you put on a face. When you're with your family, you have a different face. When you're with friends, even different friends, you have different faces you put on. So that kind of made me feel tied into your perception of how Dale is different to you or that he would be to us. Which, by the way, thank you so much, Dale, for my palm reading and your services to many others in the Discord group. <laughs> yeah, I think how many people got their palm read? It was like the entire Discord group got their palm read. Yeah, dude, you could have made a hundred bucks just charging. We'll, we'll make another uh, subcategory, Dale Palm Reads, and you have to pay $2 to go in there. Did you have to post like both <laughs> your hands or just one hand? Yeah. All proceeds go to Dale. He had multiple, we had to take multiple pictures of her hands. Oh. And for some reason, he wanted a picture of us butt naked, which I was like, I don't know how we do a palm reading like that, but okay. Or was that just for me? That was probably just for me. Yeah, he didn't ask me that. Yeah, he wasn't interested. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, thank you, Elizabeth, for all the good stuff. And thank you, Dale, for the palm reading. I'm at the get him to read mine. Thank you, both of you. Well, hop on Discord. Send good old Dale ready a message. <laughs> all right. But we love you guys. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you for the voicemail. Much love. All right, this next voicemail is from Caesar, and we're going to play that right now. How's it going, guys? This is Caesar from Texas. Uh, for the longest time, I think for about a year and a half or so, I have been trying to look for a podcast, a YouTube channel, or any kind of source that spoke about the theories and the facts that you guys talk about. I think it's amazing, honestly. Um, of course, on my own time, I've done all my research and everything about these things. And uh, just being able to listen to, to y'all's opinions and theories and just the additional facts that I have never heard about, I think it's amazing. You know, I love hearing y'all's theories and ideas, um, of course, after the facts, um, because it also helps me create my own theories and stuff about all these things, which which I think it's amazing and also and also quite fun. Believe it or not, I just found you guys just yesterday, July 25th, 2020. It is now July 26th, 2020. And I kid you not, I have been listening to every single podcast on your channel since yesterday morning around 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, it's, it's honestly freaking me out because of all this stuff that's going on. Uh, I've been having these weird dreams. I know it's funny, but <laughs> anyway, uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for, for what you're doing. Please keep doing what you're doing, spreading the word out, out there to the world. Um, I will be purchasing a, 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 a shirt from, 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 from y'all. I think the purple one seems pretty cool and I will be a Patreon member here pretty soon. So, uh, anyway, Caesar's out. I'll be listening to the next podcast for show. Anyway, peace. Thank you, Caesar. Uh, yes, thank you. Dang. A lot of compliments. I appreciate it. That's what we try to do. We try to fill your head with knowledge nuggets. That's the f reason we came up with the format that we did, you know, present you all the facts and then the theories so you can kind of create your own. But I love you. Exactly. And I'm proud of you for searching and I'm proud of you for listening to us. Uh, thank you, Caesar. Definitely appreciate the love. I understand your excitement for all this great knowledge, and I love the topics we talk about as well because I think they're ones that aren't as hit on uh, but are still always in our minds. So I appreciate that type of feedback. Let us know 
If you have any topics, I know you said you've done years and lots of research yourself. What have you come across that is something that it's, you think we should talk about? Oh, yeah. I like that. Let us know. Yeah. Pretty much once you become a Patreon member, you get that invite to Discord. All your theories and stuff that, you know, you come up with after listening to the episodes. There's plenty of others doing the same thing on there. Mm-hmm. And we just love it when they all share their theories. Yeah, it's a big community, man. It is. I've, in uh, high thoughts, I put a, my theory about Nightmare Before Christmas. I ain't mm. even going to tell you because you need to be a Discord member to know. But it's pretty good and it'll blow your motherfucking mind. Ooh, damn. I love that. All right. Well, thank you, Caesar. All right. So now we're going to go to the last voicemail this week, which is from by Honduran. And we'll play that right now. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, I just got a quick thought. Well, first of all, you can call me the Honduran. I'd rather not say my name. Um, but, well, I just got a quick thought. What if, um, you know how these days all this child pornography and all that, all that sick shit is coming out and some people are even saying that it is normal or some shit like that okay whatever well what if uh if all these people that are taping childs or making child porn are either unconsciously or consciously just uh making like a catalog for the elite or these freaky aliens or whatever and these people are just like uh, they watch a video or photo or whatever and they are just like um, yeah I want the kid just whatever go grab him you know something like that yeah, they, that could be just like a catalog and they just be like yeah go grab me that child whenever Dan doesn't give uh, the freaky alien what he wants, and then he just goes and looks for a freaking child. I don't know. Anyways, though. Anna, damn, man, you got some, you got some good theories, man. Some good theories. I love to hear about things that you write and all that. Your thoughts. Um. I felt really good when you said that uh, if uh, I think today you were talking to Aaron and then well you obviously were but yeah we're talking about something like aliens that uh, what would you do if the, you actually saw them Aaron and Dan say some silly shit or whatever but you say I'll be there wondering what the hell is out there if I'm seeing this alien right now what the hell else is out there? So I'm like that kind of minded person. You know? Everything's good. Aaron, you got some good shit too, man. Some good shit. Then, you got some good shit too. And just remember then, big booty's aiming for that booty hole. I totally did not expect that ending. So 
That was like some ASMR conspiracy type stuff. I was. I could fall asleep to that right there. Yeah. I like that common voice. Yeah. Are you hiding somewhere speaking this? Are you in distress? Call and hang up twice if it's you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But now thank you so much for the voicemail. Uh, Leave some more. I want to hear some more of your thoughts. If you ever come up with a theory about something and you're like, ooh, that's really good, no matter what it is, if you're in the shower, if you're at work or whatever, immediately stop what you're doing. Go on our voicemail. Leave a voicemail with your phone, okay? And email it to us. We'd love to hear from you again. And we'd love to hear from anybody else who left a a voicemail this week or previously. If you want to leave one, do it. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Thanks for the voicemail. You know, that calming voice, when you told me that Bigfoot's coming for that booty hole, I was still relaxed. It didn't bother me at all. It's like, just let it happen. Just let him come in there. (laughs) Take that booty hole. I'm like, whew, it's done. It's a done deal. <laughs> oh, God. I just saw Aaron over there, like, cringe a little bit with that ASMR. <laughs> uh, you had lots of kind words to say about me, and I appreciate that a lot. And you got to be open-minded to think that there's more out there than what is on this earth. We've had two different calls about that today. So, I mean, there's... Honestly, I can't even try. I'm so late right now. I can't even try to think about what else is past this galaxy we live in because, goddamn, it's just too much for my brain right now. But I will say, be open-minded, people. Play with your butthole a little bit. It's okay. Ooh. Finger pop. I like that. All right. So thank you, for everybody, for leaving a voicemail this week. You are all loved and appreciated. All right. So now we're going to roll into ratings and reviews. So our first review is from Funder Thighs, left on June 16th from the U.S., titled Bigfoot 2020, hell yeah, with five stars. It says, this is a podcast created by the government to cover up all the other conspiracy podcasts. I'm sure these guys are sent by the reptilian overlords to distract us from what's really going on with Bigfoot. Or well played, gents. Well played. Damn it. All right, we got to quit the podcast. They found out what our true <laughs> we're truly doing. Wrap it up, boys. Cut everything. Destroy it. Delete the emails. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Funder Thighs, for the five stars and for the love. We love you. Yes, much yes, love. Thank you. Our next one's from Inglewooded82. I left on June 16th, titled Pretty Good, four stars. There is definitely room for improvement. I can tell there is potential for getting a really good podcast. I'd recommend doing better at the pronunciation with names. The intro could be way longer than needed. Y'all keep me listening, though, so keep it up. Thank you so much. You know, send us another review. Let us know if we've improved for you since June. I mean, what, guys, we've done this now two months. Coming on two months. Oh, yeah. Season two. Yep. Nice. I love it. Thank you, Inglewood at 82. Much love, man. Yes, thank you. Love you. Thank you for the review. And yeah, we have a hard time saying some of these names, I admit. Even spending a couple minutes trying to research it, still can't find the right one. But we try. There's always three varieties. But much love, man. So the next one is from Janie M26. It was left on June 17th. With the subject, uh, the subject line that reads, great for insomniacs, it is five stars. They go on to say, puts me to sleep in minutes. Well, 
I don't know if that's a compliment, but I'll take it. Thank you for the five stars, Janie. I love you. I take it as a compliment. That means our voice is very calming and relaxing, and it helps you fall asleep. Unless we start yelling, which we can start doing if you want. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Appreciate the love. That's much love. All right, the next one is from Pwn Soap, left on June 17th, titled Not Bad, given four stars. This podcast has interesting topics and has definitely improved over time. At this point, my only concern, concerns are the intros. They're long, stupid, and sometimes sexist. Just get rid of them. All right, thank you, Pwn Soap. Love yes, you. Thank you so much. Glad you noticed the improvement over time. Yeah. So this next one comes from Spirit in the Sky 420. So this is five stars, amazing podcast. New to the podcast and absolutely love it. I'm not very knowledgeable in conspiracy theories, but you guys make it so easy to follow along. I laugh so hard at your witty banter. Aaron, love your calm voice, and you have a knack for staying on point. Danielson, I adore your humor and your easygoing nature. Anna is so interesting and funny. I can't get over how smart she is. <laughs> we always thought she was dumb. <laughs> I know, right? They just put me in a corner. I can't get over how smart she is and has a way of expanding the mind. Her thoughts are out there for sure. Thank you, Spirit in the Sky 420. Sick name. I love you so much. You're amazing. Of course, the best name. Yes, it's an awesome name. You said a lot of kind words about all of us, and I appreciate you. You are the light of my sky, spirit of one. Yes, thank you, spirit in the sky. I love you. Thank you, spirit in the sky, from the guy in the tree, the Vitcom. Nice. All right, this next review comes from Monique Palomo. Sure pronounced that wrong, but I'm sorry. It was left on June 17th with five stars with a subject line that reads five out of five with a starry-eyed emoji. They go on to say, this podcast is definitely my favorite. One of the best, if I'm honest. Keep it up. Can't wait to hear what else you guys talk about. Thank you, Monique. I love you. Thank you very much. I thought, Aaron, you were going to say the extra I at the end. I. <laughs> Just a random letter there. Oh, I didn't even see that. I thought it was an exclamation mark. Nice. But thank you so much, Monique. Appreciate the love. Yes, much love. Thank you. All right. The next one is from Joth100, left on June 18th from Great Britain, titled Hooked with five stars. From Wales, UK, love the podcast, got me hooked. You guys are real and that's what makes it enjoyable. Keep your personalities because that's what makes it fun. Bigfoot and his hairy schlong is running scared of you guys. Keep safe, Aaron, with a crying emoji. Oh, I'm scared of Bigfoot. So it's not my booty hole it's coming for. It's coming for Aaron's. No, I think he's I think he's coming for yours still, Daniel. I mean, you got to watch out. No, he got the hand. He's looking for somewhere, <laughs> something new now. I'm trying to pop my ankle. Oh, there it goes. Oh, Bigfoot will do that for you. I'm trying to pop that ass. Pop that ass. <laughs> pop that ass. No, I'm just kidding. See, now mm. Bigfoot's definitely coming over you now. He's like, oh, Aaron's over there. He's over there twerking for me. No, he's not. He is straight up standing up, bending over, knees on hands, twerking right now. Aaron is getting it going. Okay. I got that salt shaker song on. Shake it like a salt shaker. Yeah. 
Get that ass, shorty. Shake that ass, shorty. Put your hands on the wall. Shake that ass, shorty. He's got his bows on his thighs. I need to do the bus. I was about to say, I was about to say, I was about to say, I was Okay, mm. all right, let's get back to reviews. All right, all right, all right. All right, so this one is from Benjamin from Australia. 618 is when it was left. Yeah, Reto is the title. Five stars. Can't do an Australian accent. Sorry, guys. So, been listening to TOT3K for a few months now, and I'm up to date. Definitely recommend if you're a curious person and love to let your mind wander a little bit. They're funny and they take the piss sometimes. Being too serious is boring. Thank you, Benjamin. Nice. Thank you, Benjamin. We love you. We do. We love you lots. Yeah, much love, man. All right. So this next review is from O. Clementine. Left on June 18th. Subject that reads, love, love, love the show with five stars. They go on to say, thank you so much for uncovering some of the stuff in my head. My conspiracies seem to make more sense now. My guy is a truck driver, and we found you guys looking up podcasts, then decided we found gold when we heard you guys. I can't express how much I love you guys. Anna makes the show even more awesome, but sometimes when I listen, I think the dragging of her voice makes me sleepy. No offense, by the way. Thank you so much for the time and effort. I have a question, though. Why can I not hear some of season one? Also, have you guys heard about the Juarez women? What about Q? Also, have you heard about the murders in Quincy CA in the cabins? Just sharing some things I've been more into lately. Maybe look into those that would be great. Heart, mucho amor. Thank you. No, thank you, O Clementine, and your husband, and you found us, and you travel across the streets of the United States and your jobs. Thank you, and I want you to do something for me real quick while you're listening to this. I want you to pull over and make sweet, sweet love in that truck, okay? And I want you to say, ooh, Clementine. And then I want you to just realize that we took away some of the season one episodes because we're redoing them exactly like this episode. If you remember back Epstein episode, we did a while back, but we redid it with additional info. And I just want you to know that, that we're redoing these episodes with better info with better stuff coming at you with hard hitting knowledge. And I want you to know that. And I want you to know that I love you and that I miss you and that I'm proud of you. Thank you for the five stars. I don't even think I can one up what Aaron just did. So I'll just say much love and thank you for the review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was some hello love right there. So thank you so much for the five stars. Drive safe out there. Make sure yes. that whoever's driving isn't controlling the podcast choices. Just saying. Be safe. Have fun. Love for everyone. <laughs> Let's see. She did ask uh, about the war is women, about Q and the Quincy murders. We've definitely heard of Q. Mm -hmm. I've not heard of the War as Women or the Quincy CA murders. That sounds interesting, though. Yeah, we're going to dig into those. Dig our minds into those. <laughs> Let's get into this last rating review to end this episode as we roll this episode out. So our next one, and this is our final review for this episode, is from Blue Wolf Boy, left on June 19th from the U.S., titled Great Podcast with Five Stars. You may not know me, but I'm one of your biggest fans. Mom and I already ordered two shirts and have the Patreon. 
Anna so far, I listened to your first podcast here and really enjoyed it. I think you fit in great. My mom got me into listening and I'm hooked. Sorry this review is long, but I have so many good things to say about y'all. You know what? I I want to say that I think your mom sent us a picture of you and her wearing the shirts. Mm-hmm. And the blue and the red. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think so too. I want to say I think the shirts are stylish, but y'all made the shirts look way better. Yeah, I agree. And I love you and I love your mama. And I just want you to know that and I'm proud of you and keep doing what you're doing. That's right. Well, thank you for the review. I appreciate you a lot. Um, Your review was definitely not too long. No. It was perfect. Mm -mm. Thank you, mama, for us. Thank you, mama. Tell her that we love you and that we love her. You know, actually, thank you, mama. Because you are expanding your child's mind at a young age to the possibilities of what this life could hold. And that's some damn good parenting. If I I don't have a child, but I tell you, I would do the same thing. So thank you for doing that. Yes, thank you. And I'm sorry some of the stuff is very depressing. (laughs) Yeah, and we swear a lot. We're working on that. We do swear. Yeah, we're working on swearing. We're working on trying to not swear as much. We got a swear jar over here, and we had to order another one. Yeah, it's full. Yeah, it's really, really full. But we just put that money towards the show, so Mm -hmm. it's a good cycle. Or sometimes when we're hungry and we need sandwiches. Mm -hmm. All right, so now we're going to go into shout-outs. So I'll start off with the shout-outs. I got a little list of people who I want to shout-out. The first individuals I want to shout out is Dr. Green Thumb and Devin. They were a couple who wrote me on Instagram that were camping and listening to us. So I just want to shout them out, Dr. Green Thumb and Devin. I love you both. You're both very beautiful in- uh, individuals. And I hope you made sweet love to each other in the forest while you were out there while listening to us in the background. And if you didn't, I'm not proud of you and I'm angry with you. I'm just kidding. Thank you for the love that you showed us and the love you showed me on Instagram. Showing it right back. The next person I want to give a shout out to is Zach S, a.k.a. Steezy. He was on Instagram. He's in the U.S. Army. And he told me to give him a shout out. So I was like, you know what? For our fucking country, I'll give you a shout out. For our fucking country. So let me tell you something. I want all the soldiers in your little, what is that, group, battalion, something like that. I want all y'all together around. And I'm going to give you oh, platoons. I don't know, something like that, okay? Just just go with me here, guys. Gather around and listen to a story from Uncle Aaron, okay? All right? I want you guys to know that Zach S., Steezy, I want you to kick his ass right now, all right? No, don't don't do that. Don't do that. I want you to know that he's a great individual. And I want you guys to know that I'm proud of you and that I love you. And that's it. Continue doing whatever you're doing. All right. <laughs> the next shout out goes to Jason S. I want to say happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you, Jason. And I love you. Happy birthday from us to you. Oh, happy birthday. I love you. Happy birthday. And that's it. That's all I have for shout outs this week. If I didn't get to you, I'll get to you next week, people. I love you. So I'm going to give a shout out to Ruben on Twitter. 
he messaged us saying, hey, I have a friend who doesn't use social media, and she only listens to you guys on Spotify. She wants to leave a review, but isn't sure how. And I don't think you can on Spotify. But she said, quote, Anna is the best thing that happened since the show was made. So I wanted to shout out Ruben for that. And Ruben, I wish you would have said your friend friend's name because I'd shout them out directly. But Ruben's friend, thank you very much for the kind words. I appreciate that you have enjoyed my presence on the show. I extended my lease, so I shouldn't be leaving anytime soon. So don't worry, we're good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks a bunch for that. Appreciate it a ton. Uh, let's see here. Who else do we have? Vic, 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 Vic. You've been quiet lately, but I appreciate your simple word of my name, a hug, and a heart. That's all I need. I'm not that needy, my friends. Just a little love here and there. But really, though, Vic, I appreciate you. You're awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hope you're enjoying Patreon. Wyatt. I know you guys got the I got a big PP Mario <laughs> picture. Yes, I was just looking at that. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, dude, you're just funny, honestly. So thank you so much. Yeah, I said uh, that's why he wears those overalls to support that big peen of his. Yeah. Huge. Just huge. It's still huge. Just look at it. Uh, so crazy catman 89 on Twitter message saying... Finally got around to the latest episode and loved it, but the reviews at the end annoyed me. Way too mean to Anna and completely undeserved. I second that, sir. So thank you. Appreciate that. Monica from Twitter. Uh, she's a new listener. Appreciate you hopping on. And she was on the Aliens episode. Yeah. And I sent her audio from the, the alien from Freddy making some noises. So if you ever, if I had mentioned something in a show and, or an episode and you guys have a question about it, message me on Twitter. T message me on Twitter. I'd be happy to send you the link. Um, it might take me a minute to find it. It may not be exactly that link or something. I will do my best to get you exactly what you're looking for from what we talked about. Um, so yeah, thanks, Monica, for that. Little Zebo, Sea War. Appreciate uh, your follow. You just started following us. Uh, thanks for bringing this to light. Something fishy definitely going on with this case. Talking about the McMartin satanic preschool. So we got a shout out from Josh. Hey, Josh. So he wrote in saying to us, I love TOT3K. It got me through roughly 24 hours of driving I did over the weekend. So he goes to say that, Anna, you are seriously the reason I went from hating it to liking it. Uh, and then he goes to say, if it's okay with you and the crew, I'd like to design some t-shirts to get based on some running jokes uh, and or things from the show in general. Yeah, Josh, thank you for that, man. Um, I appreciate that feedback. I know that you weren't hardcore on us before, but... Damn, am I happy I could change your mind on that because there is some truth spitting, knowledge dripping. <laughs> I can't come up with another line. <laughs> See, licking team here. Bigfoot sticking. Yeah. Bigfoot pimping. Oh, there you go. 
But yeah, appreciate the love, man. And I hope that you're at home right now. Hanging out with your girl, Lee. And y'all are getting all like cozied up together and thinking, we gonna tune into TOT3K right now. It's Thursday. Are you listening? You better be listening. You better had your socks blown off by how amazing this episode was today. So y'all too, enjoy yourself. Treat yourself. Why don't you pay double for Patreon, Josh? You get yourself a <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Uh, but for real thank you so much I do appreciate it yep thank you I love you much love but that might have been all my people I haven't looked at discord Jake you can't forget Jake hey Jake what you wearing you're being quiet lately get your ass over to my twitter and you better say hi yo mama misses ya <laughs> well she sounds hideous <laughs> All right, so I'm just going to read off some names, first names, of course. I'm giving all these people shout-outs. So we got Sarah, of course, Jake, always Jake, Libby, Brittany, we got Hans, Sasha, we got our boy Wyatt, then we got uh, the Hondurian, Ben, another Jake, Benji, Rick, Brandon. They're all, like, active, you know, people on Facebook talking to me and such. Going over so much stuff, there's not really anything I can really point out other than, you know, the big PP. Oh, the Hondurian did send me something, which was pretty hilarious. But that material is kind of for uh, Patreon. <laughs> but I'm going to send y'all an image, though, real quick. He said he saw this on Facebook that someone caught this. When I say caught this, he uh, they were fishing. So you're going to be a little surprised. Oh, my. They caught that. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a big catch. Mm. That is a big catch. And uh, I was asked if uh, Bigfoot's okay after he saw that. And I'm just like, Bigfoot's okay. That's not his. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it really could be from what, if you had to ever imagine it. I At first, when I first saw it, I thought it was camouflaged color. <laughs> it actually looked camouflaged. I'm like, wow. Gotta have really, that in uh, force with his camouflage. <laughs> yeah, you can't see it when you first walk up yeah, on it and it attacks you. But no, I... I always appreciate everyone messaging me on Facebook. I try to get back to everybody as fast as I can. So, yeah, just keep on messaging me, commenting on, you know, the posts and stuff. I try to get back to it as fast as I can. I love when people interact. Yeah. No, you good. All right. So uh, those are the shout outs. We have any corrections? I got one more. Sorry. Oh, okay. Are you good? Well, we never mentioned Young Agumon. So oh, yeah. Young Agumon. I apologize that we didn't do the second part of your voicemail today. As you heard, we had a, a crap ton of voicemails. So, and I think you put a lot of good information in there, and I'd like to put it on a week that we don't have as many, so we could really listen to your awesome theories and tie things together a bit. So, we're going to throw that in, hopefully, next week. I also quick wanted to shout out Lana, Lara, Zelda. Y'all are awesome. Keep trucking. Being awesome. Because awesome, awesome, awesome. Everything's awesome. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. Yeah. Yep. Love. Thank you all. We love you all. Yes. All right. So, everybody, make sure you check out the merch. Check out the Patreon. If you aren't a subscriber yet, you should go get on it. It's good stuff. So, that's the end of today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining us today. And again, thank you for everything. You're all amazing, every single one of you. 
So with that being said, Dan and Anna, do you want to roll us out? Yes, sir. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you're not alone.